Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we talk about the weekly news that interests us. Not other people. We. 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 Some would say, as they said in G4, the, new, the only news that you care about. And uh, the second part of the show where we answer questions from you, the people. <laughs> but let's get right into it. I have no news. So let's go on to anyone else that does wow. have news. Wow. I have, nice intro. I have a little I bit of news. Josh. Yeah, go oh. ahead, Josh. Um, I just think this is fascinating because I don't think I've ever seen this happen. Oh, yeah. Um, a Put me on movie game. is Film. getting some... Uh, flack. Some flack, a so piece, to sense. A, a piece of cinema. What did you call it on our streams? A uh, DLC. A, a, a DLC. A patch. Yeah. A uh, DLC. Some will say. It's not Sonic. Uh, cats, cats is getting... It is already in theaters and it's getting a whoopsie. Well, they rushed it to get in theater so that it could be considered for Oscar nomination. Oh, yeah. and boy, what a mistake and that I'll, was. I'll definitely say this. Tom Hooper, who did Les Mis as well as The King's Speech, I like him as a director. Yeah. But I'm kind of seeing this like breadcrumb trail of like, you're doing a lot of things very haphazardly for the sake of just trying to trailblaze. Yeah. And apparently, like, so with Les Mis, the big thing with that film, it was a musical, right? But typically, they record the track and then they lip sync to it. Pre-record. Yeah. yeah. Um, in this the film, they sang they on, on, set, yeah. on set with no click track. And so editors could not fucking edit worth shit. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, so I can it, only imagine as, as I have edited music or mixed music in the past, I cannot. Tell me on that. I can't even imagine. I think it's very cool because can't even. I just I'm unable to can't. No, <laughs> I I think it's very very cool because there is something to be said about live singing and the acting and to capture that on. It's what on got set. Anne Hathaway the Academy yeah. Award. Yeah, and um, I would say she it's fascinating that. for that to have been, but I can't imagine the technical just from astound astound. Astounding. Astounding. They had to paint out the uh, the mics from their faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. I just think it's fascinating because I again like I've never seen this happen and to have something be rushed to it, it makes me welcome to Sonic video un- games. <laughs> it, it, I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not real interested in seeing the movie only really? from a standpoint of seeing the train wreck that it potentially is. Fair. I I so Josh, do you think it'll be better than Greece? <laughs> Ooh, wow. what a Ashley, I think Greece well, would like be better. Question. Greece too. <gasps> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, I feel like no. now you have to see it. No, I After here's that. the thing. I to ad, to admit, I'm going to see it. No I'm kidding. It's just one of those things that this kind of thing kind of makes me go. Oh. If you wait for me to come back after my trip, I'll go watch it with you. Yeah. <gasps> no, you're watching it already by yourself, Kayla. Yeah, I'm you didn't go see you it. Didn't yeah. want to I'm actually going to go see it before the patch because I want to see it. And like, then are you going to go see it after? From I I think I am because like I, from what I've read, the the mistakes that they made, while they'll probably pass by pretty quickly, there are a lot of them, like a yeah. lot where. Hmm. You know, the a, a woman who's all gray and is supposed to be a gray cat, they didn't put in the fur. So she just looks like a statue and, and you don't know that she's not a statue until she blinks. Mm. Like, wow. or, or Judy Dench's hand looks like it would belong to a blonde cat but doesn't have fur and then is just a normal hand. So, like, oh. so when does this patch come out? Um, I think... So some of it is getting satellited. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to hop on your news no, right now. No, you, you sounded like you knew more. So I was like, hey, Caitlin... <laughs> Can you? I'm just talk so intrigued this by this. I saw cats uh, uh, in New York. Yeah, on, on, yeah, and I was I I don't know why I really liked it. It was weird and scary, but also I grew great. up watching the movie of it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We oh, definitely I've seen we it had the VG, VHS on stage too, and I've VJS. seen a movie. VJS. VJS. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the patch. Some theaters are already getting it by satellite, but I think it's gonna go out in mass on Tuesday. Interesting. And I'm gonna go see it on Monday, shit. so it I, doesn't have the chance. Damn, I need to go watch it sooner. I, I know watch it that's why it. I'm yeah. gonna go see it Monday. But yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just. It's more so just fascinating because we are living in a digital age where yes, there you are some films you can do that now, and it's. I just. I, it makes me a little bit nervous from a standpoint of like how this is probably just a one-off. Mm-hmm. Is it? But that's the question that I ask. Like, I don't is think it, a, it is. is it a? Is it something that? But here's the other thing that I kind of want to ask: is it's like has it happened before? It costs just, way too much money. Yeah, to, not in this to, industry. They think they're losing money by doing this. Oh yeah, this this, this is a this film is a seasoned enough industry to where you don't like that shit happens behind the scenes a lot. I'm sure, but yeah. you don't see it at the end product. Um, like to this degree. Oh, like yeah. what it does remind me of though of is gaming. Like you see it in gaming yeah. now. All where the it's time. like yeah, All day one time. patch. The, thing, the yeah. only time you've ever heard of like a a new version coming to theaters was like a re-release. And yeah. typically you do that to like fluff up your box office sales yeah. or if you're George Lucas to put band-aids on your band-aids. Yeah. Um, it, it's just it's and I don't mean to like it's it it is a like I said, it's a whoopsie. No, it, it sucks. It's, it's, it, it, it it probably sucks for the crew. It yeah. sucks oh, for yeah. everybody. Imagine like and the VFX crew. Like they're they have to now be hurried to get this out for uh, for when they Oscar were season, like right? Busting ass just Plus to I'm get saying, it out. Originally, they're like, "All right, well, you have to do this really fast because we have to get it out for uh, right for, for for the reward season." The tough thing is also like what we just saw with Sonic, um, how they rushed so fucking much to redesign it, but also that studio that helped out with the visual effects like closed down. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like they were told to rush this job to get it in awards season, and then. Afterwards, they're like, "Hey, by the way, guess what? The thing you rushed on—that was a rush job, so we need you to do it again." And it's like, "What?" I mean, and that's exactly what happened with so Sonic sorry for too. But before it hit theaters, right? They have more time. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's uh, there. There's also a part of me that goes, "What if?" Because as as we like, some of us are editors or who work in the digital domain of, mm-hmm. what if it was a rendering thing? Yeah. What if something, unfortunately, like in it passed human eyes, like. Like a QC and it like I would there's say just a lot of questions. If there was like, like a couple oh, things, I would say sure, but like from I haven't the, seen from it. The but from, of it, from the sounds of it, like what what I was just reading, I read a little paragraph of like the amount of bugs that there were. Oh, uh, interesting. That, of things that got missed, and it, it's it's bad. I mean, wow. the thing is like the reason why that happens because he didn't use traditional CGI markers. Yeah, and so that's also kind of like saying, well, Josh, like, well, what if something did get mixed right in terms of audio? It's like. Well, we also didn't want to record with anything other than the onboard co- like camera. <laughs> like, well, that's your <laughs> fucking fault. Then, For, yeah, you know it, what it, I mean. Like, yeah, that, anyway, it's, that's yeah. my news. Next, uh, next, Corey. Yeah, uh, kind of exciting. Anyone here familiar with Valiant Entertainment? Yeah. Uh, anyone familiar with uh, some heroes like Bloodshot and Ninjak? Yeah, because nope. uh, Vin no. Diesel's going to be in a new movie with but that, and then Jason David Frank was in a, a, a an indie film with Bat in the Sun. Right. Well, they're comic book characters. Yeah. And it's very exciting mm-hmm. because uh, Valiant Entertainment is partnering with a studio called Blowfish Studio, a gaming studio who has made games such as Siegecraft and Gunscape to make uh, Bloodshot and Ninjak video games mm-hmm. slated uh, oh. for the next couple years here. Uh, the last time that Valiant Entertainment made a game was in the 90s with the oh, studio wow. that was responsible for Turok, which was a claim oh. which has now gone under. 
uh, they declared bankruptcy in 2004. So this is their first jump back into video games since the uh, uh, the 90s. So hmm. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, like Tom mentioned, we have this kind of like valiant renaissance thing kind of happening with like, especially with Bloodshot, which is probably their most popular character. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin Diesel, like he said, is playing it in the new movie with Guy Pierce and Toby Kebbell uh, and l- Jason David Frank. Looks uh, like um, if Michael Bay did a superhero movie, which kind of sounds ridiculous, but also sounds also, dope. It sounds awesome. kind of dope, yeah. <laughs> sounds like the Meg. Uh, I'm really excited about this because video uh, comic book video games have always intrigued me. Um, so uh, Superman not, 64, not, baby. Not much. Yeah, okay. Uh, there's no release dates. Uh, not much more information. Uh, there's their games are going to be multi-platform, so it looks like kind of all the consoles are going to be getting them. Will I be able um, to get on Google Stadia? Yeah, probably. probably. If it actually can play. Yeah. Probably. Right. Um, so I think you know if they want to tap into that Valiant. Uh, universe. There's a lot of fun characters they can include, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this unfolds. In terms of how, news, how not much information, but it's exciting. In terms of how big Valiant Universe is, like uh, comic book listeners out there will probably can can uh, think of it like the Wildstorm Universe, which was actually Jim Lee's creation. After uh, he left Marvel, he created him, Todd McFarlane, and other uh, in, like independent artists uh, created their own universes, and it was part of Image. And uh, if I thought they, you said that he created. He created Wildstorm. No, I mean, he created Todd McFarlane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In his own image. Well, like, Todd McFarlane will always praise Jim Lee as, like, you were the main reason why Image kind of, like, took off because he was the top artist for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And the fact that he pieced out was a big deal. And so Valiant, in terms of, like, that, like, it's almost as expansive as, like, a Wildstorm universe or, like, an Image superhero universe. So, like, in terms of, like, comic books, like, you have DC and Marvel as the big two, like, they're Coke and Pepsi. And then you have Image, who's, like, Dr. Pepper, which is, like, fucking tastes real good, but it's, like, small Dark fries Wars. compared to uh, Coke and Pepsi. Um, and then you have Valiant, who's kind of coming up in the ranks. is like, could could potentially shake up some things for Image Comics. And the thing about, like, the top ten comic books of all time, ev- or every year, tends to be seven out of ten are Image Comics. And then two two of them are, like, DC, and then one of them might be Marvel or something like that for bestsellers. And it's, like, really crazy that that spread happens like that. Is Valiant like ginger ale? Yeah. Seagram's. Good Seagram's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like People that. like it, but it's not as... Yeah, like, that's a good way to go about that. That's pretty good. It's my good airplane Seagram's? drink. Seagram's? Mm. Very uh, nice. Very nice. Any indeed. other news or we go on to our second part? I was just coattailing on Josh's. Nice. So. All right. So I think we're moving, on. Yeah. We're moving yeah. on to our second part. All right. So like Tom uh, explained, this next part of our show, we answer questions from you. And you can submit questions to questions at nerdon.tv. But Josh, um, how do I get mine ahead of time in case I wanted to be listening to Nerd soon? On Nudge? I'm so glad you asked. What? If you become a member of the Nerd On Nation, you can get a Nerd On Nudge and get to the front of the line. Wow. Yeah, right? Nudge wow. our buns. Amazing. All right, let's 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 do this. Questions. You can ask questions like Charlotte asks, "What is the most embarrassing thing you've ever did or said?" You said oh, you man. immediately. Caitlin I said, well, I have an answer. It was just like the worst thing that ever could have happened. Actually, oh. I have multiple. <laughs> I'm I sure. I have multiple just like terrible stories. We had a, a, a gym day. and How old? What grade? Uh, what, it what was place? in like middle school. Okay. okay. I, was, I was back in the Indiana days. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to visualize. I, I have like gastrointestinal issues. I didn't know at this age that there were just like certain things I really shouldn't be eating. So I was very gassy. Mm. We were playing volleyball. It was oh. like the co-ed volleyball, whatever. Hell yeah. And I was like 
super gassy that day, but trying to play it super low key, not like I'm dying inside, but I'm going to pretend like I'm not. Um, so the moment. Oh my God. Were you timing the ball? No, no, no. I was not. This was unplanned. (laughs) Um, so the moment the ball like hits my forearms, just like ripped it. So oh, hard just, that like the windows might have shattered. Oh, like it, oh, it no. like it was bad. And it literally everyone in the gym was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they all saw like a myth. Girls and don't all, fart. all I could do was laugh because it was just like I can't I can't Look, escape it. I can't sports, I can't do anything. <laughs> everyone forgives you if it's during like a sporting event. Yeah. Because you're literally pushing your body. It's yeah, not yeah. like yeah. Look, that's when you want it to happen. This was anything, the only yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And yeah. So that that'll that'll be my one. If you get really curious about more stories, you can ask for them at questions. What's your second favorite? Corey? I have a few from when I was like a baby and stuff, but like, you know, no baby. I wasn't embarrassed. My mine is in New York. I used to walk a dog from the same building where Howard Stern, Alan Alda lived, but also Mm. uh, a little unknown man named Regis Philbin (laughs) lived there. Oh, ho. And uh, I get into the elevator one day and Regis is there with his wife and, you know, we say, hello, you know, how you doing? Uh, Good, good. And then quiet, you know, down like 30 floors because he's talking to his his wife and his assistant. So we said the little highs and that was it. Two weeks go by, same building. I get in the elevator and there's Regis. And I think, oh, there he is again. And so I step in and I go, huh, funny seeing you here again, as if he'd remember who the hell I am. Uh, and he gives me this look like, is this guy going to murder me in this elevator or is it safe to write it down? And he goes, huh? Yeah. And is silence for 60 floors. <laughs> it's just me and him this time. So it's not like he's talking to his assistant or his oh, wife. No. Uh, so it's just me, Regis and this dog who I'm sure is looking at me like this guy's an idiot. I don't know him. He just walks me. I'm I wonder so if he's sorry, like Regis. trying to search his brain the entire time down. I'm like, thinking like very stalkerish, like funny seeing you here again. Oh, BT dub, your drapes look great. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I wonder if he's trying to figure out he's like, what does he mean seeing me here? Like, where have funny I seen meeting him you here again. And he goes, huh? Yeah. And then just like, I think it was like on the 50 something floor. So like 50 something floors of oh, silence. That's uh, and painful. then I go, after you. And he goes, no, no, after you. And I, go, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't want to get I would by say you. on the charts well, of embarrassing moments, being, uh, you know, f- freaking Regis Philbin out was probably the worst. Yeah, that sounds or pretty bad. The best. No, just kidding. Or the best. Or the worst. I met Alan Alda there and he's the sweetest man ever. Yeah. So Aww. that redeemed Super it. sweet. Redeemed. Ollie? I, I've got something. Um, I always go to it because it's because it has a great redeeming end. But uh, it was it back- all the times that you uh, told us you were going to bring food and then didn't, and then I did today yeah. for the first time when there. Corey is in here. Yeah, very embarrassing. But no, it was in uh, <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, I was working Omaha. at a coffee shop, and um, the way we would mix in like the um the chocolate for the mocha sauce was it came in a powder. And we'd have to fill it into a pitcher with hot water. No, (laughs) with hot. uh, You would fill it in like halfway with hot. It was like a giant gallon thing, and then uh, you would like use a whisk, and you'd have to mix it in. And if you've mixed in like a large amount of chocolate milk or anything like that, you know, like there's clumps. You got to work them out. You know all that stuff. Um, And so there's a lot of whisking. Luckily, it's hot, so eventually it gets like smooth. 
But uh, one of the other girls I was working with, I had been working with for a year. We were kind of chummy, friends, kind of whatever. <laughs> um, not like that. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, but oh. uh, I wow. said, well, don't, don't, don't freaking spoil the goddamn story. Uh, I was like, and I, and I, and I, I'm an idiot, right? Like I say oh, shit. Nothing's yeah. changed. I say shit that like means nothing. But like, yeah. Uh, this time, and I have my jokes, like my yo mama jokes, or you're a that, like that's my favorite thing oh, to do. Yeah. And of course, I picked the worst time because she was like, "This this mocha is so chunky," oh. and I'm like, "You're so chunky." I mean, <laughs> and I kind of caught myself, but not enough. And she totally heard and knew what I was about to say to her. And but she has she had a great sense of humor about it. But uh, I felt like shit, <laughs> and I went out and I bought her Ollie. like. I bought a dozen like yellow roses oh. for her. I went with yellow for friendship or whatever. Well, yeah, well, yellow is friendship. She's allergic to yellow roses, and I almost killed her. Caitlin, do you and remember when Ollie time. called me chunky? Where my where's my flowers? Uh, no, but then uh, I gave her the gave her those, and then we were friends. Ha ha ha! And then like 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 less than a year later, we dated for a while. <laughs> so like it had a happy ending, but yeah, it was I'll like a weird. Was a arc to I'll show you the meat cute. I know. I wanted to kind of give you the reveal myself. You gotta, you gotta be like, I really like this girl though, and then you know what I mean. You gotta, yeah. you gotta. Okay, always, Tom, now be embarrassed. Always, no, Tom, don't ever listen. <laughs> but to at Tom. the time, it didn't matter. At oh, the time, okay. it was like she was a coworker. We were kind of chummy, and then but then I said this been... thing by accident <laughs> that I did not mean at all. Obviously. You were kind of chunk. Oh, chummy. Little chunkers. I said she, chunky again. No, we were no. Kind of chunky. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're, we're chummy. Tom, please embarrass um, yourself. For me, uh, this is probably be the most embarrassing. I think I've I could probably say because other other times were like I've like almost shit myself, and but those weren't embarrassing because they were around the person I was dating, and we and were like, totally and the word cool was almost. It. Yeah, almost shit myself. Where I was like, my pants were halfway down. I was like, I gotta go. Like those were never embarrassing because it's like, yo, dog. Either I They're shit or I go. Um, but then I think probably the most embarrassing. So like, so my parents uh, are divorced and my, my dad remarried and then had a, had a new kid. Uh, and so like my stepmom and my dad were like both working and they would do like night shifts and I would go to school and then like there would be no. So and when my parents, my dad got remarried, he had a child with this uh, woman, my stepmom. And um, since they couldn't uh, take care of my little sister all the time and. I was at school and I guess they really didn't teach me how to be, you know, that kind of ra like parent raiser, whatever fuck. Um, they just end up bringing one of my stepmom's like family friends from Thailand mm -hmm. over. Um, and we used to just call it, and if they're, if they're family friends and they're not related to you, they're but then they're auntie, auntie or uncle, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so Hi, this auntie with here was just like, she would just live, uh, with us and she slept in the same room as the baby. Um, so kind of just like a nanny, right? Um, but she lived with us, so she never went somewhere else. Uh, and we moved to Sacramento after my parents got divorced and shit like that. And like, uh, like we were in this apartment and I was like probably the most horny. Nice. All right. Oh, great. And so this was the time Boy. of my life. Hormony. No, no, yeah, I guess. This was the time where, you know, I was just kind of being that dude, that kid that was just trying to just jack it as much as I can. Oh my god! And there was definitely one time where, like, I was jacking it, and she definitely walked in the room, and there was just no way to hide it. There was no way to like slip a blanket over me, and it was just kind of like. But also, she was there for a little longer than I thought she was, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> all of this has gone wrong." <laughs> oh, no. And Man. I'll say this: Ooh. I wasn't. And I had to kill her. I wasn't that much of a freak where I was like. 
well, I've got to continue. I was more like, well, I'm done. I'm going to go wash my hands, put my pants yeah. on, and just leave the apartment for yeah. like seven hours. And hope I drop hours. dead somewhere on a walk. <laughs> and that was probably the most embarrassing thing. And like, wow. the thing is, yeah. like, she didn't speak that great of English, so I would have never known if she told my parents or not Oh, that she saw that happen. And I wow. hope to God she didn't. But I'll say this, my dad has never approached me about that moment, so yeah, I'm cool with that. Now yeah. the whole world knows Would you instead. approach your son about it? Uh, yeah, I'd be like, yo. Oh, okay, so Josh? Lock, <laughs> lock the doors, bro. I'd be like, yo, lock the doors. Also, don't do it in public places. <laughs> um, yep. so, yeah. So Tell back us. in college, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I went on this date with this girl. Uh, we've been showing interest <laughs> for a, a while now. We had worked together, and there was a little bit of, like, kind of some I called flirting. Chunky. Yeah, I called it Chunky. <laughs> I called it Chunky, and then I got her flat. No. Um, Call me Jack and And it. eventually, it finally <laughs> came to a where we're going to go on a date. So mm-hmm. we're on our first date, That's and nice. I've got this great plan. It's San Diego. There's sunset by the beach and all this kind of stuff. And so we're driving there, and I start to feel a little rumble. <laughs> In my in my stomach, <laughs> pterodactyl giving birth yeah, in your stomach, um, like Tom on the Mindhunter episode. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out, baby. So I start to feel a little rumble, but here's the problem: it's also during rush hour, so <laughs> oh. there's traffic. <laughs> so I am literally feeling like I am going to poop my pants, <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, I picked right. This is a good story. Here we go. And so I. Don't know what to do. I do not Get know what out to of do. The car and I shit in the street. We are almost there. We are almost to the destination. And I'm like, there's a jack in the box. There's a jack in the box. And I'm like, this is my only. <laughs> you have to stop. Help me, Jack in the box. You're my only Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. So. I, I like I, I have to go use the restroom at the jacket box. I pull in there. And this is one of those like you barely make it. <laughs> like you oh boy. unclip the pants. You, you had zip. no right to make it. As you motion to sit. <laughs> like, like you had no right to make that. Exactly. The universe was like, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Every also, one. Or the universe is like, almost got you. And I almost fucking got so you. So I almost I almost shit your pants. Shit my pants on a date, on a first date. <laughs> uh the date continued, but it just I, felt wrong. It, just, it was bad. I think, uh, yeah, no, I think I had to throw my underwear. It was bad. It was wow. bad. Wow. Whoa. Yep. Great job, everyone. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah. Small, little thanks for that, Charlotte. End. Small shout out to the episode where, mine hundred episode where I had to pause the episode and I had to go take a shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. While yeah. we it have was, a guest. While well, we, we, we had a guest online. online. Yeah. Yeah. We had wow. Reno Romano and you just hear boom. Okay. Tom was like sweating. Was like, I got it, guys. Um, All right, next okay, question. Next question comes from Mitchell G. We're going deep. Shout out to the night. I like to go deep. How do you face your worries and fears? Therapy. No, just kidding. Well, don't. J- Josh runs into a jacket. <laughs> how do I look in the, <laughs> how do I look in the mirror every morning? Yeah. Without my glasses on. That's how. Um, how do you face your fears? Face your worries and fears. Um, um can, I, I can go. Sure. First. Yeah, um, sure. So shout out to two people that really kind of put it into perspective for me. Uh, Curtis Phelps, um, who was a guy who got me back into comic books. 
And that's Corey Powers. No. Uh, I got you into com- back into comic books, Corey. Oh, uh, bad, yeah. And Ian Anderson, who uh, he's a dope ass dude. Uh, and he's part of my closest friends. Doriel. Uh, so they both had very different ways of thinking, but very similar to themselves. So they had different ways of thinking compared to me. And I remember during high school was probably the most stressed I've been because, you know, you're like hormonal, but also like college and how do people view you and things like that. And this was when I was taking AP courses and AP tests were coming up. And AP tests were like, hey, if you get a, you know, a four or a five, then you get three units towards your credits, towards your college, so you can, you know, graduate earlier and get your degree, and then they'll set you up for your job. And this is like all that shit where it's like, this moment now, this next two hours is going to set me up for the next seven years. Mm -hmm. And that is like so stressful for like a 17-year-old person who just wants to like finger bang somebody and you're just like what the fuck right jesus yo i was 17 i, I want two graphics all i want to do was you know woo-woo. um but um just say it that way then just say it that way just want to woo woo fing- okay. um, no stop but, and continue so i was super stressed out right and everyone else is stressed out too and the two people that aren't are them two and curtis who's fucking the smartest person i think i've ever met uh without even trying Can't pronounce Corey. uh no and uh, he uh, he was just like, you know, not in like a boasting way, but he's like, I don't know why everyone's fucking stressed out. And then he's like, it's just a test. It's just a piece of paper. Nothing takes away your knowledge that you have. And so like something, no one could point something in your face and be like, you are this smart. Um, there are definitely tests that will try to uh, quantify that. But no, no one thing is the perfect accumulation of who you are. Mm. Um, and Ian had a kind of I'm different. A Pisces. Shut up. Uh, and then Ian had a different way about it where he said, I don't know why people stress about something um, that is coming up. Either you're ready for it or you're not. Mm. Um, worrying doesn't do anything. Worrying just makes you, if anything, perform worse. So either you know it or you don't and you get past it. And so for me, like, I still stress out about a lot of things. I still get those stress pimples every once in a while. Well, it can be yeah. a, a motivator. Like, I, I agree with that about 50% because... I do think if you don't worry about anything, you run the risk of well not doing anything. It's about your fears, right? And right. so about like to me, like yeah. I don't worry about what I'm going to get for food tomorrow. I don't worry about like mm-hmm. things I'm doing throughout the day. But when things of adversity come to it, or it's like I got to talk to my boss about this thing, I don't know how they're going to feel about. It. It's like either they're going to be mad or they're not. Either mm-hmm. they're going to agree or they're not. And so what I can do is put my best foot forward and do what I got to do. I can prep before it, but maybe I should do that before I start stressing out. So if you start stressing out, try to do some prep time beforehand. But if you prep all you can, then stressing isn't the matter anymore. I mean, it's that's, whether you prepped. That's right. I mean, yeah, on top on, on top of that, it's kind of I, I relate it to like acting, because mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's what rehearsals about. Mm-hmm. That's what prep is about. And so I, I never, when it came to that, the preparation was everything. Knowing the lines, knowing the blocking, uh, feeling the character, all that kind of stuff. It's like you're prepped for it. So I never got. I got a little bit of stage fright. It's natural, but once it was time, it was like, no, I've prepped for this. Mm. I'm ready for this. Um, can I? Is it okay sure. if I? I didn't know if you were done. So no, don't worry. Uh, just, I mean, just, you're already um, talking, Josh. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's there's a the, one time like okay, no. <laughs> the the thing that I have uh, that really sucks is I tend to jump to the worst case scenario. Um, so oftentimes, I'm facing my fears and anxiety like. Often, um, a lot, and sometimes it's unwarranted. It's like there's really no logical sense 
for this event to even occur. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I have to, it's twofold. There's one quote that I always remember and it's, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, and then hmm. I once had somebody say, what if you could take this to court? Is there any physical evidence that this exists or will happen or anything like that? And so it's like when I am having worry or I'm having fear, I have to be like, okay, you're in the court. Here, where's the evidence? Oh, there's none? Bruh, you got to move on. And sometimes you just got to stay in the moment. Because oftentimes worry and fear is worrying about something in the future that may or may not happen. So it's, uh, I mean, that's kind of the the way that I think about it. Because I face anxiety a lot, to Mm -hmm. be perfectly honest, and pulling back the veil. I have a lot of anxiety. And I often have to be like, okay, take a deep breath. Be in the now. I I will say one thing, too, instead of the the two pillars of Zen mind of of my friends. Actually, the one girl I did date... uh, I'm not going to mention her name because fuck that. But she did was really important to my life because I remember there was a lot of times in college I was really stressed out. And that there'd be times where like we would sit in my car and I would just like just break down and cry and talk to her about like all my fears and all my worries and anxieties. And one day, and it's like the stupidest fucking thing, but it, it meant so much and it was really impactful. She said, just go beast mode. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. Stop! I was like, and that's kind of like when I joke around, I was like, stop. Optimals, optimize. Well, it's just like stopping a little bitch. I'm like, yeah, fucking stopping a little bitch. And it's like, fucking go beast mode. And either you're gonna get it or you're not. And so like Corey knows this. Like, there's a lot of stuff daily that I do where I'm like reaching in really high places in very unsafe ways. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, I'm actually afraid of heights sometimes. But I'm <laughs> having to lift something very heavy over my head to put it in a place where it shouldn't probably be. And I'm just like, either I'm gonna fall and it's gonna hurt me really, really bad, or I'm not. And if I can do everything in my maybe. fucking power to like make sure that fucking barrel gets over my head, I will fucking re-smoke <laughs> this shit. And then I'll just like, I just yeah. do it. And that's what happens. Like I kind of just like power through sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a very similar experiences with that too. And and like very recently, you know, I've, I've had those questions kind of put up forth of like, hey, can you do this? Are you able to do this? Like, are you going to like step up to the plate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for me, it's been lists like, and I have, like, you guys know, I have some, like, memory issues sometimes. And I attribute that okay, to Dory. attention. It, yeah. So someone, wait, someone start waving their hands. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'll forget everything that was happening. It's memento. Um, right. Uh, but so what I found uh, really helps for me is organizing the chaos. of Because, like, a lot of my anxiety would come from. Like the from, chaos of your brain? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like. The uh, organize, organizing things that I feel like are fleeting, like whether they're ideas or thoughts or tasks that I need to get done. And, I'll, and I guess part of that, like having to deal with like, hey, can I do this at work? Can I step up to the plate? Whatever. And a lot of that has to do, I think, coming from like an uncertainty of like what, like have I not seen the darkest possible result yet? Is there something worse that can happen? Is, you know, those kind of fears and paranoias. And so I write down lists. I pull out my phone. I'm like, all right, what are, and I have several different kinds of lists. One that's like a adulting list. And then I have a, like a goals list. And then I have a, like another kind of adulting list. That's like more (laughs) long-term. So I have all these to kind of, and then I write dates on like when the next time I should think about it again. And I'm like, so like right now, a little veil pulled, I don't have to think about anything 
other than nerd on stuff until like January 1st. So you put, yeah, it, in, yeah. you put it into a virtual queue. Play it, play it, play yeah. it, play it, play it. It's a virtual queue where it's like, okay, I'm going to get to you in the order that I feel I can handle it in my life. Well, it, you're you're not only playing with four burners; you're playing with twenty burners, and every, right. a lot of shits on the back burner. Exactly, I see that. And I've and a lot of plates in the air, mixed metaphors, but like you're kind of taking it one step at a time, one foot at a time, right? And it's and I can see that visually. I'm a very visual person, so I like lists. I like color coded lists, you know. So I, I kind of I play to my strengths in that sense of like using the stuff that I'm. Are the lists on that, like a cork board because you're visual? No. <laughs> They, they're they just in the, you know, iPhone, nice iPhone interface, clean and cut. And, and oh, so your type, your, your type or type? Yeah, yeah. It's so all in the reminders type. app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying <laughs> okay. anymore. He's just messing um, with you. Yeah. But anyways, that's how I organize things. And it's been helping me a lot this past year. So, hmm. Corpal? Yeah, I mean, everything you guys said is, is kind of like different tactics I use one okay, way or cool another. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, go ahead, Kayla. <laughs> go on, go <laughs> Was ahead. that actually it, Corey? No, 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 I'll follow yours up. Go ahead. Uh, so, <laughs> facing fears and worries. It's for me. It's kind of figuring out where it's coming from. Like, is it a, is it something tangible in the present that's scaring me? Is it basically? I have to figure out if Get it's to the root of the issue. Is it a noise during a Twitch stream that's scaring <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's more of like a. Is this something that's like a real thing that you should be worried about? Or is this come from like mental, emotional stuff? Right. Because oh, I've yeah. dealt with like depression and anxiety really since here? I was like 10. Yeah. So I still, and even now I'm like, basically you just develop toolkits for that emotional side. Yeah. yeah. So then you have like your, okay, is this problem like a thing I actually need to worry about? So it, it's sorting, is this all just in my head? Or is it real? And based on figuring out which pocket it lies in, then it's like, okay, what toolkits do I use? Because both are very different toolkits. Yeah. Um, burn it with like, fire or... <laughs> <laughs> burn it with fire or... No. Um, the emotional stuff is like you have you have a couple more hoops to jump through. And if it's just a physical thing, it's breaking down the tasks that you need to do to get to the other side of being worried about it because you're done with it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's De- it a for deconstruction. Me. Yeah. yeah, deconstructing the emotional side Expose. or deconstructing. What's well, deconstructing the, the, the problem? The, yeah, the fears. Yeah. Nice, Corey. Now, Corpal. So, for me, I mean, like I said, all of that is are different tactics I use to either face or overcome. But I think a powerful tool is also knowing you can say no, knowing when to say no and what to say yeah. no to. You're right. Um. And just kind of, there's a lot of things I was really stressed about that I had coming up. And then I would just think about it and be like, I don't actually need to do these things. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can just say, no, it's not, uh, it's not for me. Like I'm the amount of stress that I'm getting from this or the amount of whatever, like saying no is, is okay. totally fine. Yeah. I, I think the film, you know, the film, yes, man, definitely made a lot of people be like, you know, say, say yes to more things in life. And uh, we used to all work at a place where like a phrase was get to yes as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I was always a big proponent of like the power of no is so wonderful. Well, a no it's is amazing. a yes in, yeah. another, in, a, in another path. Yeah. The way that I think of it is. Saying no to this, but yes to something else. Also like knowing when to tap your support is also a huge, 
thing. I mean, especially with NerdOn and know your resources. Uh, yeah. The other company, Storyboard. Like, there's been plenty of times where if I'm stressed or worried about a certain thing, I can tap on anyone else and be like, "Hey, I need help with this." And uh, you know, building that support. You know, my wife is the same way. Like, I can turn to her and be like, "Hey, I don't think I can do this by myself." So, um, I think those are those are two probably of the most important tools. That's that a good I have one. Is, yeah, is when to say no and and knowing who your support is. Use because your, yeah, friends and family. I don't think there's any shame in either A, saying no to something, or B, asking for help. I think those are both just as viable as I can do this on my own kind of thing, if not more so. Yeah, Tom. Uh, yeah. If, I yeah, mean, Tom. If I can actually say one thing, actually to continue with my, if I could do it myself. There is something about fear. What, can I see the question one more time? Is it fear? How to and face your worries wor- and fears. Yeah. Worries and fears. There is something about worries and fears where it's like, there, there's two, like, to me, I kind of live a little binary about it where it's like fears can sometimes define you or it can change you and you can let it literally like kind of force you. Cause I mean, like we as humans, as biological beings have grown because of fear. We fe- fear oh, yeah. death. We fear isolation. So fear is very natural to continue to, to survive. Uh, but when those fears start dictating you to prevent you from doing things that you want to do, then you have to start kind of yeah. taking to, as Caitlin, deconstructing them or, or leaning on your support systems. But at the end of the day, sometimes you have to really kind of figure out, like, how much do you want to let fear kind of decide for you? Yeah. Um, either you make the decision or the decision is going to be made for you. Yeah. Well, sometimes the fears can be the informative part of, like, you. Your, it's yourself telling you, like, going back to what Corey said of, like, you know what? I need to say no to this. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? This is just trying to push me. Yeah. Um, so it's it's twofold and learning to really that when you get down to it, it's learning to listen to yourself. And and I would say just the one thing about it is like you kind of have to know that some at the end of the day that fear should go away. And it's whether that like you can fear death, but at a certain point it's kind of like you don't fear it the way that you like are mortally afraid of it anymore. Yeah. Where it's kind of like I don't want to die because I don't want there's so much more things for me to do. Not because yeah. I'm deathly afraid of like pain. Yeah. Um. But it's like I'm not. I'm like I fear, like big opportunities. But at some t- some day at some point, I will take those opportunities, and those will be behind me. And then newer fears will happen. So like your fears can change and grow along yeah. with you. And the same fears we had, like being afraid of the dark. Like being afraid of the dark is still a real ass thing. But it's like we have flashlights. We have yeah. things that like I don't like being in in the dark. But I have things I can. Protect myself from it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one, one thing else I just, uh, so we move on to the next, unless somebody else has something yeah. to say, but um, like what I found this year has been that un- unless you're feeling, at least this is true for me, I can't speak to everybody else, but like if, if you're not feeling fear, some degree of fear or at least uncertainty and doubt, um, you're probably living too comfortably. Like I like that everything this year has been a huge change for me in my life. And, um, and those are the those are the things that I've been most sort of quote unquote fearful of or worried about or anxious about. And um I kind of like that in a weird way. I like that my mind is being challenged and I'm being challenged as a person. So, you know, take embrace those embrace those moments. And that's how you're gonna really those are the moments that are gonna define you. Not be not to be sap here. Yeah. Overbearing or anything like that. Gosh, why are you being so Moving. sappy? Thank yeah. you for being sappy. All yeah, yeah. yeah. They were, those that. are good. Two deep questions. Yeah, I, like I really it. dig that. Uh, we got a little bit of laughs. 
and we got some uh, <laughs> shits. Yeah, some no shits. Oh. No, we went oh, no. through uh, some shit. Yeah. More of the story oh. always. Uh, as, as Josh says, paper. kicks and giggles. Kicks and giggles. I say shits and giggles. Yeah, gross. Anyway, um, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening, and uh, do share us with your friends, your family, your enemies, your enemies, your enemies. Um, it's if you liked it, share it with your friends and family. If yeah. you didn't, share it with your enemies. I said this yeah. like two years ago, guys. Too late. Okay. Um, I said this. <laughs> anyway, stop by, rate, and review us on wherever you listen. That kind of stuff does help. If you're new to Nerd On, do check out our website. NerdOn.tv has all the information about everything that we do. And um, yeah, if you want to submit your questions, remember, questions at NerdOn.tv. And like you heard today, any question. We'll take it. It's fun. I like to answer But also, these if you want to rate us, you can. Okay, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, but anyway, we appreciate you. This is the last update of the year. Well. Hope you had a great 2019. Hope you had a great Mary holidays. Um, Happy crisis. Maybe. Mary comes. And uh, 2020 is about, is, is upon us. About so, to uh, smack you in the face. Damn. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you know the drill. The year of clarity. As always. Nerd on. Nerd on.